0: I'm Jack Kennedy, and we're here to bring you the latest in MMA. Hey
1: everybody, my name's Hunter Boss, and what the boss says, goes.
2: What is up everyone, my name is Keenan McNamara, and you already know what time it is.
0: welcome to the MMA Island Podcast. I am Jack Kennedy alongside Caleb McNamara and Hunter Boss. As always, guys, uh, let's get started with the news. Um, We're talking Dan Hooker versus Arnold Allen. And before we talk about that, just in general, what a night of fights Saturday was. The first time the UFC's been back to the UK in about three years, maybe over three years and it more than delivered, in my opinion, the greatest non-pay-per-view event in UFC history. Hunter, for the topic, Dan Hooker, Arnold Allen. What were your thoughts on this fight?
1: Just right before then, I'd yeah. like to mention it. Uh, this is not only the best non-pay-per-view event, but it beats a lot of other pay-per-views out yes. there. Like, yes, almost every fight that card was a finish. I think there was only two that weren't. Like it's that's crazy. And that, that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> Just to put it in perspective. Um, about uh, the actual topic itself, Arnold Allen, da- Dan Hooker. That was a great fight. It was a fantastic fight. Back and forth. Both fighters were hurt at some point, but it was a really slugfest. It was a, it was a barn burner. They were just throwing like the entire – it was only one round long, guys. So they threw like the entire time. Arnold Allen was getting the better of almost all the exchanges until he got hit by a huge – Was it? A, I think it was a left hook. Left hook. Him left left, yeah. And it brought him a knee to the canvas, but that didn't hurt him too much because he just – Bop, bop, bopped right back up, went out it again, and he just started paving away at Dan Hooker. And you have to feel bad for Dan Hooker, but you have to feel great for Arnold Allen in these situations as well. He's been chasing that knockout. Every post-fight interview he's had since this fight, he's always like, I know I got the decision, or I know I got the submission, or I swear I'll get the knockout next time. I'll get the knockout next time. Finally, he delivers with a knockout, and, and a spectacular performance. Just a, another great fight on a great fight night.
2: First of all, wow, what a fight card, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I really genuinely don't think it's too much of a stretch to say this is the best non-pay-per-view event of all time because from top to bottom, side to side, what an event it was. I mean, there are very few events like international events and I have to say the fans in London tore it up all night, every fight, the decibel rating was just off the scale. Absolutely incredible. Um, and that Don Hooker, Arnold Allen fight was sensational from its brief beginning to its brief end. Uh, I mean, my prediction was I actually remember my prediction on Verdict. Uh, I actually thought Arnold Allen was going to get a dominant decision. And he went out and he punched a hole <laughs> through Don Hooker. Good lord, man hit him with a 90 piece in a soda. I mean, come on. It was absolutely unreal. Went out and just paced him up from the beginning. Uh, Hunter was absolutely correct in what he said. Um, Dan Hooker took a barrage of punishment, landed a beautiful check left hook somehow in the midst of that chaos storm of Arnold Allen. Uh, but that only seemed to make Arnold Allen even more mad. Uh got through it, absolutely teed off on him uh, and got a very, very impressive win that only solidifies his position and arguably makes him a top five featherweight. I think there's a very strong argument that this is the case for Arnold Allen. Um, One thing that I will say about this fight because I think it needs to be mentioned, Israel Adesanya said that it was an early stoppage and that it was a bad stoppage. Come on, man. I mean, just come on, man was getting teed off on from the beginning, and the fact that Dan Hooker can take that damage is very impressive. But that was just such a flawless performance from Arnold Allen. Massive congratulations to him, and what a hell of a fight!
0: Yeah, I, I already mentioned it, but I, 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 uh, watching those fights just is I was watching that, and 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 after that is, is one of those times where you go to sleep like at 2 o'clock in the morning because you're so hyped up uh, after watching it. Um, I just – you take it in and you're like, this is why I'm an MMA fan. This is why I love this sport. Just I, I the adrenaline you get just from watching all that back to back to back. Look, God bless Cody Dernan. We love him. He was on the podcast. But when a fight night starts off like that and you have that dude go out there and put a performance on like that and then – Yes, that dude's going to be for real. Every other cool. fight has to live up to that. And then you have the arena that, that, that those guys have been striving to go see fights for the longest time. Then they're there. That atmosphere is unmatched. Every other fighter is going to want to live up to that, get a bonus. And the three decisions that we got were bangers of fights, too. They were not bad, boring decisions. Every single fight. It's not saying there wasn't like I've been saying there wasn't one bad fight on the card. There wasn't one okay fight on the card. Every single fight delivered, and they were throwing. So credit to all of the athletes, win or loss on that fight night. They all came out to fight. Um, Anyways, Dan Hooker, Arnold Allen. Uh, I kind of – when we talked with Maddie about it, I, I, I kind of thought, you know, Dan Hooker going into this was going to just be – not look that great. And I don't think he. I don't think physically he looked too bad, but he did look a little bit depleted to me whenever he was standing out there, and that's just because he's so tall and he's so big, at 145. Um, and Arnold Allen is just such a nightmare for the opponent, but he didn't fight like Arnold Allen. He went out there and just started swinging, and then Dan Hooker the absolute savage that he is, is not going to take a back step and recover for a second and maybe do the smart thing and work his range. No, he's going to do what Dan Hooker does, which is stand and bang. And they did that. And, and Hooker landed one shot that got everybody going, Oh, that's crazy. And then literally from the knee up, Alan lands one that almost knocks Dan Hooker out. Good stoppage. The only reason Israel Adesanya said that, and that actually hurts watching that video it's because that's their captain. That's their teammate, Dan Hooker. So uh, oh, I hate seeing that. But I mean, we hate to see Dan Hooker lose. But all credit in the world to Arnold Allen. And that dude is for real. He's proven in that he has one of the highest fight IQs in, the, in that division. And also that if he gets in an all-out brawl, he can finish that way as well. So what a fight. What a performance for Arnold Allen. Um, and with that, let's go ahead and roll into the best of the best. We're talking about UFC London this whole podcast, right? Of course, because it was just so good. Um, who had the best performance in UFC London? Hunter, who do you think?
1: That is such a loaded question, Jack. I know. You know what? That, <laughs> that's, what you're doing, that's so messed <laughs> up. You know, it's just really rude, really. You that's know, what you it, get for it, what the, the boss says one goes. Person's performance over everyone else's. Oh, it's just, it's a mean thing to do, Jack. But if I had to pick one, just one. I would have to say Patty Pimblet because of the pressure that man probably exuded going into the fight. Everyone in the world was hyping up to be the next Conor McGregor. You know he's got so much to to lose in this fight right here. If he loses in this fight, everyone hops off the Patty Pimblet hype train. But he stays calm. He stays collected. He has a great time in the octagon. He has a great time out of the octagon. The entire fight week leading up to it, he was a great. Per- he's a great personality. He lived to a on him, got into a little scuffle backstage. If I was Paddy Pimblet come fight night, I would have been exhausted from the entire week I just had leading up to it, and then you had to tell me I had to go out there and fight. Oh, I, I, I would have been, uh, I wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> so I'm sitting here talking about it, you know. <laughs> the the performance Paddy Pimblet had, he got caught in the beginning. He muscles through it. He gets out wrestled for a little bit. Then you see the tide starting to turn a little bit. Paddy's catching his groove. Patty finally gets that submission and he has one of the best just post fight interviews I've seen in a long time. He did great. He had the whole crowd involved. He had his call or he kind of had a call out, kind of not. Uh, he was ambiguous almost, but he made sure that the cameras were looking at him. He was being loud. He was being proud. This man is a smart guy and he's going to make a lot of money in the future, but I have to say performance wise, Patty Pimlet, because of what he did as
2: well as just the stress he had to have in the fight week coming up to it. Very good pick. Very, very good pick from a very loaded question as well, might I add <laughs> that is this is very, very true. Um yeah, Patty Pemblet, Mark Zuckerberg, Bucket. I want to yeah. see it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um yeah, um look, there's two very different ways you could go about answering this question. One of them is probably the most crowd inspiring violent win and one of them is the most utterly dominant win and i'm going to give jack the one that he wants because I, I just from here i know which one he wants to talk about
1: i'm right?
2: going to say that i'm going to say the best performance was tom aspinall against alexander volkov if you're asking me and which performance was the most flawless and which one actually had the most domination involved it was tom aspinall patty Pimlet Still nearly got knocked out with that massive right hand against the fence. Uh I mean Arnold Allen got hit with a check hook that did technically drop him, if you really want to be funny about it. But Tom Aspinall went out and he turned the screw, and Alexander Volkov didn't land a shot on him. How impressive is that? Tom Aspinall looked sensational. When I put the pressure on him, landed some beautiful shots. Those takedowns, by the way, were just brilliant, absolutely brilliant work from Tom Aspinall. When I'd got one of the most beautiful straight arm Americanas I've ever seen, made Volkov top. I mean, who does that? No one makes Volkov top out. And Tom Aspinall did. Tom Aspinall is a massive problem for this heavyweight division. He really, really is. Um, I think we're going to be talking about it later on in the show, but who we want to see fight like later on or whatever and so I'll save my views for that later but ladies and gentlemen Tom Aspinall's is a problem and he's a problem that's here to stay
0: oh my goodness what a performance and that was so hyped up to see no one beats Volkov like that it took Cyril gone uh, to a decision to beat him right I mean the dude is tough and he was ready to go Volkov too also, Keelan, how did you know I didn't want to talk about that one? I, w- I was waiting for one of you guys to take it because it's the obvious choice. I know. I don't I know. know how you it's knew like, this, but I have to talk about like Molly McCann. Uh, Molly McCann.
1: Everyone wanted to. <laughs> we saved that for you, dude. I,
0: I, I am for for the first time on this podcast very grateful. It's for you guys saving me a topic. I mean, that is it's a I rare occurrence. Shout out to Keelan over there because thank you very much. But yeah. Holy moly, Molly McCann! I I I've been watching her for a while in the UFC, and she brings it every single time she fights. But in London, with the whole crowd behind her, she's going out there from the get go, just storming forward, rocking her opponent. I don't know how she didn't completely gas out because I was watching this fight in the in the back of subway because I had to work, but I had to watch this fight before I turned off my phone, and I was losing my mind like the entire time. I was going for Molly McCann, of course. Um, Like she was going out there and she almost finished her like 15 times in the first round. Second round comes around like, oh, no, she's fighting a taller, bigger opponent. She's going to be gassed. But you know what she did? She slammed her twice and she went out there and completely dominated the second round. And then we go into the third round and we get one of the most vicious knockouts. we will ever see women's MMA, MMA, men's MMA uh, knockout of the year contender spinning elbow that she set up and practiced going into it that made her opponent starfish on the canvas I mean it was picture perfect madness I was jumping around Molly McCann what a performance and you are honestly one of my favorite fighters after that you then get you get the oh Patty the baddy chant going I used too perfect the celebrations oh UFC London everything about it oh perfect Molly McCann what a performance Honestly,
1: yeah, Andre. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. You want to take this It, it wasn't. It was a great performance. It was insane, Jack. Come on, I'm it cool. Molly. Molly put on a show. Then I've never seen a fighter put on a show like Molly McCann did. And she, I love how she came back to support Patty in the end. Yeah, freaking howler head from the bottle, see- as Dana White says. <laughs> oh my God, Molly McCann is great. Oh, she's a, she's fantastic. Honestly.
2: You know what makes that performance even better? And you know what actually, what would actually change my mind to that being the most impressive performance of the night? I think it probably was, by the way. What makes that even more impressive, and this is the thing no one's talking about, Luana Carolina was actually starting to turn the screw in that second round. She was actually starting to come back. And there's, I mean, I know Molly had the takedowns in that round, but pretty much all the pressure in the second round was from Carolina, and people forget that she went out, probably needing that third round to secure the decision. And what did she go and do? She turned into prime John Jones and <laughs> starfished her ass on the <laughs> canvas. It was absolutely brilliant. I mean, look, I, I obviously wasn't in London. I was watching it on my TV. And the noise, the noise of the crowd. I mean, it, it was, I, I don't even know what I can compare it to but the noise was just reaching out of the speakers. It was that loud. It was absolutely incredible. Uh, I mean, like the belt thing, I didn't really care about it. It's Molly McCann. We're going to let her have it anyway, but the jumping out of the octagon, hugging Dana white, it was, it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. Meatball, Molly McCann knockout of the year. Yeah. Honestly,
0: they, they don't celebrate any better than they do in London with those guys. And, uh, Uh, That was amazing, everybody. uh, So let's go ahead and move on to the discussion of the week and uh, still UFC London because how could we not talk about it? Um, We're talking the main three wins. So Patty Pimlet, Arnold Allen, Tom Aspinall, who should they fight next? Hunter, what do you think?
1: Call me crazy, but everyone they called out, they should get. (laughs) (laughs) That part a little less. Uh, For Patty Pimlet, I'm thinking uh, Ilya Topiria. Why not? Great yeah. fight. Both yeah. fighters are undefeated, I believe. Uh, both fighters are crazy good at lightweight. Both fighters just put out a performance at UFC London, and both fighters have bad blood now. So, give it. Why not? Yes, I like it. Yeah, Iliad Tepori is a great fighter. Uh, Patty Pimble is a great fighter. I honestly don't know who wins that fight. <laughs> I think <laughs> Patty Pimble can hurt him. Could he put him away? Who knows now after that, that last fight night. So, uh, co-main event give arnold allen calvin cater that is a perfect fight it does not get much better than that uh both great strikers uh arnold allen can mix it up every now and then with the takedowns if he wants to but obviously easier said than done because calvin cater is also a beast uh he proved himself against giga chikadse yeah uh he's a he's a talented kickboxer as well as just a, a great pure boxer and those el- those elbows from this last fight They'll carry over for the Arnold Allen fight, and you should know that, because those elbows are going to be a huge part of the complicated game now. Uh, and for the main event, I also say give Tom Aspinall uh, to a tattoo you know, of <laughs> yeah. Jack's looking at me like, oh, this, this asshole is taking everything I want right here. No, yes, no, no. I no, no. No, for. No, You don't know. You <laughs> no. don't know that. You don't okay, know okay. that. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're you right. You are right you are right know that. But give him what he wanted. Give him what you wanted. Tom Aspinall called out, bam, bam, Taitui Ivasa, which is a fantastic call-out in my opinion because I honestly didn't know what to do with uh, Taitui avasa top three in the heavyweight division. So Tom Aspinall versus Taitui Vasa, I'm behind it. Get both of them a beer and uh, get me a beer as well because I'll be sitting on the couch watching that fight every Saturday night.
2: Yeah, I gotta be honest. I actually think I agree with Hunter and all of these. <laughs> give them, give the people what they want. Um, I, you know what? UFC London set another milestone as well. In my opinion, it's the first fight card I've seen where every major call out was perfect and they made complete sense. Paddy Pimlet, Elliot Taporia. I don't care who else you mentioned. That's the fight to make. You know, they both well. Ilya Taporia seems to really want it anyway. I don't know if Patty Pimlet does. But, I mean, what a fight that would be. I can only imagine Patty Pimlet coming out and sent on flying triangling <laughs> Ilya Taporia straight out of the blocks of the first round or Eliot Taporia just flattening him. Those are the only two scenarios I've seen in that fight. But I love the call. I, that's the fight that needs to happen. Co-main event, Arnold Allen, Calvin Cater... Doesn't get any better than that. That is just violence in an octagon, and it's exactly what we want to see. Um, I'm actually going to offer an alternative for Arnold Allen just because I know Calvicator is the one most of us probably want to see. If I had to pick somebody else, I'd pick Bryce Mitchell.
1: Oh, I'd actually
2: really like to see that fight. Bryce Mitchell's the newest hype train, you know, he's a bit of a strange guy, all due respect. Uh, Arnold Allen's an absolute monster. I'd really like to see that fight. Wrestler against striker who comes out on top, who can impose their will. Arnold Allen is far more well rounded than Edson Barbosa. Why not see that as well? But, uh, I mean, I'm on board with Calvin Cater, you know, that's my substitute. Calvin Cater's the one I really want to see. elbows, 70 combo punches. I mean, I love it, I love it so much. And then Tom Aspinall tied to Ibasa. Well, come Salam. I want to see that fight. Um, and what the reason why I actually really like that fight is actually the whole context of the heavyweight division right now. Obviously, Francis Ngannou's just undergone his knee surgery, and he will be out for about nine months at the time you're watching this podcast. So there's, I would guess, and I would stake my money that there's going to be another interim belt. In the meantime, I mean, for once, it actually makes sense to not like that absolute atrocity the last time. And I think Tom Aspinall's uh, tied to Ivasa, should be an eliminator for an interim title fight against Cyril gun That's how I think this plays out. And by the way... <clears throat> how awesome of a fight would Tom Aspinall uh, Taito Vasa be? There'd be like a foot of height difference, you know. Be, I mean, Taito Vasa's arms would be like a T-Rex as compared to Aspinall's. And yet he'd have a chance of knocking them out. I love all of that. So yeah, to bring it back to what I was basically going to conclude with, I agree with Hunter. I think all those call-outs are absolutely perfect and they're all what I want to see.
0: Oh my goodness. Uh yeah, I agree with you guys. Um, except for one, and we'll get to that. Uh so yeah, look for, for Patty, for Pay Pimlet, uh, first off, why not go with his original call-out of Mark Zuckerberg? I mean, that's the perfect call out <laughs> right there. You gotta do that. Put that <laughs> I'm put chart of Elon. Co- <laughs> well, put the, that next to the Putin one. That's what I'm about to put that as the co headliner for the yeah. for the Putin Elon Musk every time about the other podcast. That's that's our rest of the card right there. Um, no, but I agree with you guys. It's gotta be Ilya Teporia. They got in a hotel scuffle before they were brawling before their own respective fights. You have to make that fight. Um, I don't know who's going to win that because Patty Pimlin apparently can't win a fight without almost getting knocked out. And Ilya Tuporier has hands of stone. So he might just flatline uh, Patty Pimlin. Um, But who knows? I think that's the perfect fight. I really, 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 really want to see Calvin Cater versus uh, Arnold Allen. Just the absolute skill set that would be on display for that fight. I would love to see that fight night, main event, pay-per-view. I don't care. I want to see that fight. Um, now, for the main event, uh, for, for, for uh, Aspinall, right? What a performance, first off. I think probably I agree with you, Keelan. I think you have to give him the best performance because he walked through and picked apart Alexander Volkov, which nobody does it like he did it. Um, the only thing is... And his, his call-out, I love it, and I make, it makes sense. But I don't know if my heart can go through seeing two of my favorite fighters fight again. I just had to witness uh, Tai Tuivasa versus Derek Lewis, and I love both of those guys so much. I don't know if I can witness another downfall of two of my favorite fighters fighting. So I'm going to say Tai Tuivasa should fight Cyril Ghosn for the interim belt. And then Bay versus Tom Aspinall, one of the most technical heavyweight fights you will ever see in your entire life. Let's assume Francis Ngannou, the contract situation doesn't work out. All right. As much as we would hate to see that um, for this scenario, let's assume it doesn't work out. And then we do tie to versus Tom Aspinall for the heavyweight world title down the line. So that way we get this fight, cool. but even more chaos around Do it in Anfield. That's the scenario I want to see. I don't want to see these guys fight right now because I think it's too perfect of a fight. I, I and I also don't want to see one of them lose right now. I want to see one of these guys, if they have to go out, Go out on top. That's that's what I think. That's the only thing I oh, disagree In with. that
1: scenario, you have, you have Cyril gone losing to Taito Ivasa. Cyril gone out
0: cold to Taito
1: Ivasa. Oh, in that scenario. That's brilliant. I, I'm excited for that. <laughs> <'Cause> that's <laughs> <very laughs> brilliant. <beautiful. laughs> shoot oh, all day I don't on. know if oh, that will be true, but I'll tell you what. Uh, I feel lazy just going with what they said, so I'm going to give some alternatives here yeah. uh, for Patty Pimblett. I like Bobby Green, maybe Ooh, that, that could be a bad, yeah. right? Bobby Green could yeah. be a good one, uh, or uh, what's his name? Shoot, I can't remember his name. Whatever, Bobby <laughs> Green is my my alternative. I love it. Uh, <laughs> and for my alternative for uh, the uh, featherweight fight, Arnold Allen, I would give uh, a Josh Emmett a, a shot. that would be dangerous. And he might have yeah. a fight confirmed right now. I'm not sure, but Josh Emmett's never in the talks, and Josh Emmett is one of the best pure boxers in this division. And what he needs to wrestle, it, Josh Emmett is a great wrestler. You know, he's he could hold his own on the ground. I mean, yeah. he's had great fights with people like Shane Burgos. I think he just, he just beat uh, Dan Ige, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so just great fights in general. Josh Emmett versus Arnold Allen is a fight I'd like to see. But even more important, I want Arnold Allen to get to the top five. So Calvin Cater is, is, a, is a better fight, I would say. And I don't have any alternative for the heavyweight fight. Perfect for me, guys.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, there's really a whole bunch of names you could substitute in anywhere you want, and I probably wouldn't have an issue with it. Uh, Paddy Pimlet, um, I, I see, I, I just look at the Elliot Saporia fight, and I think it makes perfect sense. I would like to see Bobby Green, actually. That would be a pretty lit fight. The problem is, Bobby Green's just fought Islam Makachev. You can't bring him that far down. So, I mean, but then again, when's rules ever gotten in the way of the UFC making a fight? So, yeah, I'd like to see it hood fighting style against Liverpool. Make yeah. it happen. <laughs> I don't care. I'll watch it. Um, as for Arnold Allen, I already gave my alternative. I would like to see Bryce Mitchell. Just because I think in terms of technicality, that will be a great fight. Love the Josh Emmett shirt as well, Hunter. That was really, really good. And as for Tom Aspinall, I think the heavyweight picture is perfect the way it is. I genuinely do. Although i got to say I like Jack's view there. I do. Tied to Voss' Cyril Gann and Aspinall's DB. Or what about Aspinall John Jones? If he ever decides to get his ass up and fight, which he probably won't, won't. but but yeah, you know what? I'm not even talking about John Jones. He's he's over there, Alexander Rakic in that corner where we just don't talk about them. Uh, So for me, yeah, if I had to go with an alternative picture, I'm with Jack in that for heavyweight.
0: I just gotta admire that. we're talking yeah. UFC London and somehow Alexander Rockage comes into this conversation as uh, always.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well <laughs> <Yeah>. we don't about <laughs> heavyweights, we're talking right. about heavyweight, heavyweight, you
0: know. He's it's gotta that. come up. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, what a podcast. Thank you everyone so much for listening. As always, make sure to Like and subscribe on YouTube. You can listen to us everywhere, literally everywhere, including iTunes and Spotify. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at MMA.Island and our website MMAIsland.net. Great podcast, guys. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening.
2: Thank you, guys. Thanks, everyone.